So I was going to skip this section. Uh, I, I keep wanting to, to divert away from Luke uh, the God, talking about these things. And then when I got to this section, I was like, ah, I can just move to the next thing. And the Holy Spirit wants me to slow down always. I'm always in a hurry. I'm trying to finish something. This is a very long gospel. I, I should have picked Mark if I was going to try to hurry through something because Mark always seems in a hurry. Uh, but every portion of the Bible, every word of the Bible uh, is is worth taking time with. Um, uh, yeah, this <laughs> I was thinking about this old preacher that once in a while I'll, I'll listen to to his his stuff. He's been gone for probably fifty years, but they still have his messages out. And he it took him I, I think eight years to get through the book of Ephesians uh, those those four chapters. And that was Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. It, because sometimes he would just get stuck on a word. And like, we got to spend the whole hour right here. I'm not going to spend an hour, just, just to, to warn you. Um, so anyway, I had to slow down. And then as I slowed down, I, I realized this is, this is really a perfect, um, a, a perfect thing that we, can, that we can talk about this morning. So we're in Luke chapter 8, um, right at the beginning. And I'll just read it, read it to you, um, and then I, w- I want to use it as really a, as a reflection for us, um, more more than a, as a as a teaching. Um, this is what it says. Um, so uh, let me just back up one minute. So last week, remember, he was the the woman uh, was washing his feet with her tears, and before that was uh, the the widow's son. And before that was the centurion, right? And I, probably, I might have missed one because I was on vacation and you guys were, uh, Gio and, and Brooke took time the, doing the talks. Um, but they were all episodes of some, some aspect that Jesus entered into, and, which is a beautiful thing. And then all of a sudden, Luke takes the lens of the camera and, and goes up 30,000 feet and says, okay, what is Jesus up to? Instead of looking at what did what is Jesus what did Jesus do, he just go he just takes the lens back and then he, he says this. So I wanted to give you a little bit of context. He says, after this, after this encounter with the woman, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. And then he names them. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons came out. Wouldn't it be great to have your name in the Bible with that title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it actually would be because it's like Mary Magdalene who had seven demons and she still had seven demons. No, uh, she was healed and delivered by God. But anyway, uh, jo- Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, uh, Herod was the the ruler of the whole land there. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty sweet uh, family to be in. Her husband was working hard, making good money. Uh, and, then, uh, and then Susanna, who we never hear from again, but Luke made sure that she, her name got in there, uh, and many others. That's us. Uh, these women, and it doesn't really say these women, but I'm going to read it. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. It just, uh, 
the way the, the original text says, it says many others were helping to support. It wasn't just these women, but all the other people that were following Jesus were supporting him. Okay, so Luke is, is talking very specifically about stuff, and then, he, and then he's like, I, I have to stop for a minute, and I have to pull back the lens because this is like a chapter break. Uh, because going forward from here is the last of Jesus' ministry before uh, he, is cru- he is crucified. There, there's a ways, a ways to go. We get into the, his teaching and those kind of things. But it really was uh, like this is a chapter break. And he brings up these specific things. And I was just thinking about this in our own lives because I was going, how do I apply this? And it's easy for me right now to apply things because I'm, I'm entering a, a new season of life. Uh, no, I'm not having menopause or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> but school is starting for us in a, in a couple of weeks. And that, that's always a time for me to, to stop, refocus, revision, you know, like, okay, what was our vision again? Because it, it gets sloppy as you, as you, as you go through the year, you're like, you get started really strong. And then as you go through the year, it's like, why are we here again? Oh yeah. These kids that keep running around here. We got, we got, somebody should take care of these guys. Um, but for, for me, I, I love different seasons and the fall is usually a, a season where people, they, they have kids or teachers, uh, get involved. Um, so it's a good time to kind of pull the lens back and go, okay, let's, let's look at our lives from a different perspective. And that's what Luke was doing here. Um, we also, you know, we have January for that. And then, uh, Easter is always another one of those times. And then, uh, summer gets real squishy again. So I was thinking in your own life, I don't know what season of life you're in, uh, but it's always good to pause for a minute, which is what Luke does. He, he's like, if, if I had to write down all the things that Jesus did, this would be a very long uh, book. Uh, so he doesn't do that. He goes, I want, I want to be very strategic. And then when I looked at this, he was being very strategic about a couple of things. The season that Jesus was in, the people that he was with, and then what they were doing. Okay, and you you see right off this whole thing where he 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 start he he puts a focus on women. Now, Jesus was one to include the outsiders. Look at his disciples; they were all people that were ordinary men that had nothing that you could recommend to God. You look at them and you're like, yeah, there's nothing to them. In fact, in, in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul says that about the believers in, in Corinth. He goes, ah, not many of you guys were, were very slick when Jesus found you. Uh, in fact, you were in really bad shape. And I just love this about Jesus because Luke comes back and he says, listen, everybody's included with me. You're included if you're a woman or a man. He includes those that are the, you know, the fishermen of the world. And then he, of course, he includes later, he includes kids. Uh, now women weren't even allowed to learn from the rabbis. They, 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 they thought that women couldn't even learn for some reason. We've discovered that women can actually learn. Ladies in the room, can you learn something? Uh, yeah. But they had this thing is like, no, we keep the women out and men weren't even allowed to teach. Uh, even if your hus- the husbands weren't even allowed to teach the women. Uh, about the things of God. It was just like they were a, a lower situation. And Jesus comes along and he says, you're with me. Come follow me. Come learn about the kingdom of God. 
And, and I just think that's so, that's so awesome uh, because no one's left out, even though a lot of times we feel left out. How many are super spiritual here this morning? It's super spiritual? Okay. How many feel like maybe you shouldn't be here? How many are watching this a year from now online and going, oh yeah, I wasn't there because I didn't feel like I should be there? Uh, I used to like to invite my dad to church when he would come and visit because he was convinced that the walls would fall in uh, if, if he showed up. Because we all have this, this thing inside us that says we're not accepted by God. And then we come back to the blessing. And what Rodney was saying is like, nope, his face is towards you. Not even his back, right? Because when we found Jesus... He, his face was towards us. All we had to do, we, it was our back that was looking at his face, and all we had to do was turn around and say, oh, I'll, I'll follow you. I was just going in the wrong direction. So it's not him that has to turn to us. It's, it's us. Okay. I, I, just had, I just had to, to start there. So anyway, uh, during certain times of our lives, we need to stop and recalibrate. And so that, that's what I want to uh, talk to us about this morning. Um, something very practical, because where, where are you right now? You know, Jesus was busy working, healing, doing stuff. And Luke says, hold on a second, I want you to, sh- I want you to see the bigger picture of what he was doing. And it's, t- it's times like right now that we should take a moment and consider the bigger picture of our life. Because it's easy to get really busy, right? Really busy, anybody? You guys get, it's really easy to get really busy and forget what God's purpose for you is, what his vision for you and your family is. It's really easy to forget what he's called you to. I, I spent this, uh, this week meditating on, uh, Ephesians chapter four each, each day. And Paul keeps saying, I, I want you to walk in your calling. And a lot of us have said, I want you to walk in your calling. You're like, I'm not sure what that is. And Jesus, sometimes he wants us to back up a little bit and say, what is my calling? I mean, what is your calling? You're going, I don't know. What is my calling? Well, that's something Jesus wants to encourage you in, right? Because this life, this natural life, is we do things in it, but it's not our calling. Because when Jesus, he, he start, when he starts here, it says, what was he doing? He was going around proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Okay, this is your calling, guys. So what is the kingdom of God? Should we do a quick, quick tutoring on it? Right? The kingdom of God is where God is king. Okay, is God king in the United States? Well, we think he is. (laughs) We wish he was really king. Is he ruling the United States? No, I don't think he's doing very... uh, No. Where is he most successful in ruling? Right, right, yeah, right, right here. And what Jesus was doing, he was saying, you know, when the kingdom of uh, of God in, in Matthew, the Jesus says, it's hard for a rich man to get into the kingdom of God, right? And, and the disciples say, well, how can we be saved? Because the kingdom of God is about bringing people into the place where they can be ruled by God. 
It's not out there because Jesus said, my, the, the, my kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom that God wants to get to is our own heart. So he goes around proclaiming the kingdom of God. And so my, my first point here is uh, reflecting on our own lives of how much God has of us. Does God have 100% of you? Everybody? Jesus have it all? I got nothing to give? <laughs> yes? And, it, and it's, good, it's good to do that. I mean, one of the things I, I meditated on when I was in Guatemala was my interaction with the world and how much I want of it. And it's easy in this, in this context of being here in the Silicon Valley, of being hear, hearing the voices calling us away to other things, other successes. Um, you know, the greatest success is those who say have, Jesus has their whole heart. Amen? Okay, thank you. Thanks, guys. So anyway, in this season, I'm, I'm just encouraging you to, to recalibrate if, you're, if there, there's a place in your life where you've been carried away and it's not been towards God. Uh, is, there any, is there any area there? And just to pause and to think, okay, um, kind of go back to uh, what is your vision of life? What is your vision of life? Now, now I know uh, I, I, I get, here's a spirit that talks to me. You know you're getting older. How many know I'm getting older? How many know you're getting older? And it's easy for us to say, you know what? I should start taking it easy now because I'm of an age where you should take it easy. You know what spirit that is? Anybody? Anybody? It's the spirit, well, besides deception, it's the spirit of the world. The spirit of, of the world says I should amass a security so that I can remove myself from my calling. Now, I spent a couple weeks in Hawaii this year, and it was beautiful. Unfortunately, it burnt to the ground this week, but besides that, uh, and, and I was thinking every time I read an article about Lahaina, I, I have to pray for the people there. So now I have to pray because Jenny and I were just there, and then I look at the map. I'm like, we just ate at that restaurant. It's not there anymore, and it's hard for me to comprehend. And, of course, people lost their life. So can we pause for a moment? and pray for the people in Hawaii. Lord, the most important thing we can do, our vision, is to be people of prayer. And we do pray for the people of Maui and, and the other islands that are uh, being affected by these fires, and especially the people of Lahaina who have lost their homes, uh, thousands of people, and those that have lost their lives, the families of those picking up the pieces of that tragedy. And uh, Lord, we ask for your comfort and your provision for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyway, um, so anyway, while I was on vacation, there were no fires, and I was very relaxed, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be great just to like, you know, the first days you're like, wouldn't it be great to just like not have to go back to work? Now, you know what? I, know, I don't have to go back to work, believe it or not. I don't have to go back. 
I love what I do. <laughs> In fact, another principal of uh, another school, he, he, he said, oh, you're getting older. What's your plan? And I said, well, I, I, maybe I'll retire someday. And he's like, what do you do after that? And I go, I don't know, maybe come and work for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not to say that my role won't change. But again, the spirit of the world is that other thing, is, is where somehow we, are, we disengage from the kingdom. And I just want us to reflect because there's always that call. And I'm not saying talking, you can retire. Go ahead and retire. Uh, but I'm just saying what is really going on in, in that context. And to me, when I think about that, I'm thinking, I don't have to take care of anyone ever again. No, that's the, world, the spirit of the world. But the spirit of Christ says, you're just shifting gears, man. You're, you're just in a different season. When I retire, it's going to be, I'm still on it. That's why I'm trying to stay healthy so that I can just keep running right to the end, kind of like you guys do, our, our, our section of, of the retired. They, they don't stop. They, they're like, we're holding down the fort. We're praying, uh, which is an incredible calling in ministry. And we appreciate you guys because we sense your prayers. And the only thing that keeps us going uh, is your prayers. So all that to say, uh, take a little bit of time in this season if you need to. If you feel like I've been running, I've been running, I've been running, pull the lens back and start and reflect. And as a family, reflect together and say, uh, where are we and what are we doing at, uh, right, right now? And what is your vision uh, for your family, uh, for the kingdom of God and those things? Um, then the, the next thing it, it says right here, which is interesting, he says, so they're proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. They're, they're seeing people saved. And it says the 12 were with them and then also the women. And what, what I get from that is now is a good time to connect with people. With your tribe, especially. Your family, your church people, and those that have have gone further, you know, and into other places. I, I find by just texting, now, and it's not a great way to communicate, but just as, as um, Hector was saying, wouldn't it be great if your, one of your parents texted you? It's, I just want to bless you today. I, I, I did that with my, my son is in Oklahoma. You know, but that little piece can carry you a long way. And so it's nice when we get those texts. We're like, oh, they're probably too busy. Um, or you can pick up the phone and really bug them. Uh, I, I, do, I do this with other family members and other friends. I, I text them and I said, do you have time for a short call? And I quote, short. Because nobody has time for a long call. Nobody wants to hear all about my trip to Hawaii. <laughs> but they have time for a short call to ask, how are you doing? What is God saying to you right now? What is like, well, God's voice has stopped. Okay, can I pray for you so that God's voice starts pouring back out on you? And so Luke was saying, listen, Jesus, he, he stopped for a minute just going one-on-one -on -one with people. And then he went to his tribe and he started working with them. So write down three people you're going to connect with. They might be in your household. <laughs> it's like my wife. I should talk to her once in a while. Uh, uh, but there's someone out there, a friend, someone in our church. Maybe you haven't seen somebody in a while. There's some people online that we haven't seen for a while. 
Uh, you guys can text me and call me. I can text you and call you. And, and uh, encourage one another. Because in this season, it's a time to connect as best as we can. It can be business. It can, you know. Again, this is how the gospel works. The gospel works face to face. You okay? Everybody good? Yep. Okay. Um, and then it, then it talks about them working together because it says the 12 were with them and also some of the women. And then he talks about the deliverance that Jesus does. And, and then it brings me to my last point, which is um, really being in a place of renewal. Now, how do we get renewed? I'll tell you. It's the, 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 yeah, the, the, one of the Proverbs that sticks out to me, it says, those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And this is a good season of our life to refresh some other people. Look at what the ladies were doing and others. It says, and these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Now, I'm sure it wasn't just like, ah, oh, here's a dollar, you know, now you know, go get some rice and beans or falafel or whatever they're eating over there. They were sharing their lives and supporting them in every way, emotionally. It's like, yeah, I know those bad Pharisees have been cursing you, but I love you. In fact, I, I talked to a, a pastor friend of mine th- this week, and uh, when, when I used to be uh, in district leadership, and he, he's the district leader right now, and I said, yeah, there's some things that we did during that time. I, I think people still hate me. In fact, I know they do um, because I've talked with them <laughs> and they still hate me. Anyway, uh, he said, I love you, man. He goes, that's not how I, I, you know. So he flipped it around and said, I want to encourage you. I, I, want you to, I want you to see how much I love you and I care for you. And this, this is something that, I think in, in this season, in every season, I mean, if, if, if you think about it, how much people need that verbal, prayerful encouragement to one another um, right now. I got a feeling that the world's going to change a little bit. Anybody got that feeling? <laughs> now, our lives are always in, con- in you know, continu- continual change. Um, but I, I really believe that this is the time that we have to start making connections again with the people that we care about and the people we might need to lean on in this future. Because if the world goes crazy, which it could, maybe it doesn't. But if it does, I want to be able to know that I have people that I can reach out to, and I want you guys to be able to reach out to me, of course. Um, you guys are all, you're already in my tribe. So you guys can call anytime, of course. Um, but think about, and, and this was kind of my last point, Jesus looked for people that were on the fringe, at, you know, the outcasts of the world. And, and I think the reason he talks about the 12 here is like, these were the outcasts and I brought them in. And he talks about the women. He's like, these are the outcasts, but I brought them in. And so is there anyone that you've, that you know, maybe you don't, maybe it's not someone in your life right now. But when we look to people, maybe even this week, can we discern how much they need this? How much they need this ministry? Everyone needs a touch from you.
And I think that's why Luke pulled this lens back. <laughs> so we'd have a time to breathe for a minute and go, okay, it's not what Jesus is doing right now. It's what we can be doing with him. That's all I've got to say today. I want to pray for you because this is always my, my belief. Uh, they went from town to town proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. This season of time is going to be a great opportunity for us to share the blessing of the kingdom of God. There's nothing more awesome than when people's eyes are opened up to see the glorious gospel of Jesus and to be saved. So with that, let's pray. And uh, Lord, in this season that we're in right now, it's different for everyone. I know for me, it's the start of the school year. And uh, I know that's uh, different. It's going to be awesome, I'm sure. For others, they're, they're going off to school or going back to school. Uh, Lord, and I, I pray that as, as, we, uh, as, as we pause for even this moment, that you would begin to help us see ourselves uh, back in our, on mission with you, sharing the gospel of Jesus, blessing others, calling others, encouraging others, and in, incorporating others that might right now be down and downtrodden. And Lord, I pray that you, by your Holy Spirit, would give us eyes to see the broken hearts. They're everywhere. Those that have need. And that, Lord, that you would tag us to be your hands and your feet for those that are broken in this world. And Lord, I thank you for this tribe that you've put us in. Small but robust in the Spirit. And I thank you that uh, just as you had the 12, it's all you need. It's just enough to walk with you and to see your kingdom come and your will be done. So Lord, thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for placing your name upon us and calling us your children. May we do the same for others, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Okay, well, we can begin the encouragement now <laughs> with, the, with the group we have here. Um, my wife and other people's wives uh, cooked a lot of food. I have a feeling we're going to have a massive, massive feast. Um, I, I told Jenny, I'm like, I don't think there's usually that much people, but, but we're going to uh, ha have some. Eat, eat together. Uh, before I do that, I want to sign off with those that are online. Love you guys. Uh, be, bless you in the name of Jesus. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Uh, have a great day, a great week, and hope we will talk this week. God bless you. See ya.